Super Talk Mississippi media production. Spring is in the air, and that means it's time to refresh your wardrobe with the season's hottest trends at the Black Sheep Boutique. Don't blend in this spring. Stand out with the Black Sheep Boutique with two locations to serve you in Tupelo or Saltillo or online at theblacksheepboutiquetupelo.com. Howdy, howdy. It's Rhino here, and I wanted to say thank you for listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone and welcome to midday super talk mississippi i'm your host gerard gibbert down on the beautiful mississippi gulf coast today for the annual conference of the mississippi municipal league we'll be guiding you through the middle of your day with fax fodder and fine music morning rhino back in the super talk studio how are you today, sir? Oh, not too bad. It's going to be a hot one, though. So, uh, it is especially indeed. on the Gulf Coast. <laughs> it is indeed. little breeze, though, so it's not all that bad. We welcome to the program now in the Element Well Studios, which have been uh, transported down to the beautiful Mississippi uh, Coast Convention Center. It's the mayor of Moss Point, Mayor Billy Knight. Mayor, good to see you, sir. Good to see you, Gordon. Thanks for having me on again. You got it. So uh, you guys experienced a little severe weather, talking about weather here this morning with Rhino. You had uh, a patch come through over the weekend, right? And we had a tornado dropped in our lap that we didn't expect. And obviously didn't want it, but we got it. So uh, we're working through that now. And uh, we started the debris uh, pickup on uh, Monday. And... uh, and we're just kind of watching things, and we got everything in place. Uh, you know, the Red Cross is there, help managing our recovery center. And uh, we have our shelters, a one-stop uh, service center, we're calling it. And, uh, and so we're working through all that. We're taking care of our people. We're concerned about the long haul. And we're trying to set, stand some things up to make sure that's in place. So we're taking one day at a time, going and try to try to get it done. What about state and federal resources, uh, Mayor? Have any of those been mobilized and, and deployed to the area? Not not yet. You know, we've we've done the assessment and uh, damage assessment is, is the first process uh, uh, with the county and MEMA, and uh, MEMA is also now verifying those numbers. The governor have those numbers, and the governor is trying to. Trying to make sure and trying to decide whether or not the numbers meet the threshold to a point that he could act for a federal declaration okay. at the I same time. And we're hoping that the numbers justify that because that's where the real resources are. What what area of the Moss Point town itself did it actually impact? Was it more the business area, the downtown, or residential? Yeah, it was a combination of it. Okay. Uh, you know, we have... Uh, I think it was 341 homes and businesses destroyed, yeah. uh, affected, and uh, out of that you had 100 uh, residents and businesses, 41 businesses, yeah. and the rest 
were residential that were major day damage. Wow. And so, you know, that's where we are with that. It was about, we said six square miles uh, that it came through. You know, 300 miles wide, 1.2 miles long, something like that. Right. And, uh, we normally say to keep it simple with six square miles that, that came through there. So that was a combination of business and residential. Man. So you mentioned that the Red Cross has been mobilized and, and, and they are uh, on site. Are they providing meals, shelter, uh, et cetera? Uh, they are not. Yeah, they started meals the first day on Tuesday, but now we have churches and our local organization. We had uh, Mercy Chef that was there for the, over the weekend, uh, but they're providing the meals. And uh, Red Cross is providing the counseling, okay. and they're manning our shelter. Okay, gotcha. Man, and, and it did. I don't think it was expected uh, to the extent that we, we certainly experienced it. We weren't re looking for really serious tornadoes. Oh, like God, that. you know, to, to, to on the Gulf Coast. Yeah. It's rare. It's unusual, right. That we have a tornado. Yeah. So the only sign we had, only warning we had, Gordon, was that about 2.30, 2 2.15, 2.30s got pitch dark. Mm-hmm. I was in my office, in my office on the second floor. What day was this, Mayor? This is this is Monday. Monday, okay. Juneteenth. That's where yeah. I, okay. it hurt. The tornado of June, the Juneteenth tornado. That's the way I'm going to remember this. <laughs> the 19th of June. Gotcha. Between 2.15 and 2.30, it got pitch dark. And we knew that something was different about this weather. A lot of rain coming down at that point. And the fire chief called me or texted me and said, Mayor, I think we just had a tornado. And this is about quarter till now. And so he said, when it rains, like it was just pouring down rain. He said, mm -hmm. I got to get out and see. He texted me back about 15, 20, right at 3 something now and said, Mayor, it did touch down here. And I don't know how bad it is, but it looked bad. And so after the rain cleared up later that evening, we rode around a little bit and, uh, it was bad, you know. But yeah, we had obviously had no warning, and and uh, you know it was it was on us before we knew it. And uh, even if we had had more warning, guard, I don't know what we could have done about it. Nothing we could have done about it. You know? Yeah. Uh, what about on the Fujita EF scale? Has, has there been any reports on EF two? Uh, it was an EF two. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, 130 miles an hour. Yeah, away. serious. Yeah. I mean that yeah. that uh, would be a very yeah. strong hurricane. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Gosh, well, I'm sure sorry that uh, your community had to deal with this, but it sounds like they're coming together and you've got resources yeah. in place to, to get everything restored. Well, what, we, what we ask our people, you know, it's hard yeah, because we just act to be patient. Yeah. Because the, 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 the process of getting these things approved is, is time consuming. Yeah. And when you lost everything, you, you know, you don't, you don't want to hear that. Sure. But that's what we often say to our people, to know that I'm on this every day. Yeah. I'm trying as hard as I can. We just have to be paper, patient. We can't force the process. We can't make it go any faster. Yeah. In the meantime, we're trying to comfort them as many ways we can. And that's, that's what we can do. Because we got a lot of senior citizens that lost what they had. And, yeah. and we're trying to find long-term. We're trying to sit up committees long-term. Because after Meme is gone and Red Cross is gone, the city still have to be here to support people. So we're trying to set things up in place long term that we can help people. Sure. 
because we'll be here after all everybody else is gone. Uh, what about you personally, sir, or uh, Moss Point employees or staff? Any uh, any of them affected? Uh, no, no. As a matter of fact, we sent out an email just a couple of days ago to to ask if any of our people okay. did not get in the back. And okay. I, my my home was just uh, west of all this damage. Okay. And so a lot of trees went down everywhere because yeah. of the wind. Yeah. And so we had trees, you know, down and things, limbs down, but nothing to the extent. Of, of what the damage really was. Gotcha. Okay. Well, let's talk about the conference here. What What do you look forward to uh, at this conference? It's uh, It's always well attended, and oh, it yeah. seems like there's a lot of takeaways that right. people get just from networking with yeah. their peers and that are that are involved in management of cities and counties across the state. Well, what do you, you know, hope to accomplish? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, unfortunately, because of my situation, yeah, I'm not going to be able to be yeah. here. I understand. I came over for the interview, but yesterday I came over because. Uh, they had a workshop at 8.30 yesterday morning on uh, re- disaster response. Oh, okay. So I came over to be a part of that because I want to see timely. what, I can, learn, what yeah. I can learn about sure. that. So I was in that workshop and got a lot out of it. I knew a lot of it, but I, there was a lot of things I didn't know. Right. And that's the purpose of being here. So I enjoyed that yesterday with Clayton uh, that presented that workshop. And yeah. uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, but uh, as soon as I finish your interview, Gordon, I... Uh, uh, they already called it. I got to get back. <laughs> I got to get back. They need I'm me. I'm sure. And when there's a, they call and got questions, I need to be available to answer those questions. So I want to be there where my people are. Yeah. Well, other than that, how are things going in Moss Point? What's uh, what's well, the situation? Well, business is as usual. We still gotta gotta operate. I, I I had one of our director of our Audubon Center uh, text me Tuesday and said Wednesday they had a. Uh, a uh, uh, what was it? Uh, a camp that yeah. was set up for our, some of our young kids, and she said, uh, "You know, I don't want to seem sensitive to all the people that are hurting. So should I go on with the camp?" And I said, "Absolutely. You know, we got to show our people that we can chew gum and walk at the same time. <laughs> you know, the business still goes on. We still got to operate. Yeah. You know, we got to give that give people hope that we're on our way sure. back. We so no, no, please go sure. on. So." Everything is going. We're still going about business. We're still taking care of business. You know, we got a lot of balls up in the air, but we got to do that. We can't shut down everything because of the tornado. You know, we still have to function and provide services, and we're doing that as best we can yeah. under the circumstances. And, in fact, that would probably delay the recovery. Efforts, That's right. Honestly. That's right. So. We, we got to keep people hopeful yeah. that we're going to come back. And we are going because the, the bright spot of this thing is that these disasters have a tendency to bring us together. They do. And see, in bringing us together, you see the best in people that they can really come together. And what I'm trying to do is make this more long-term. Why, why, why can't we do this all the time? Why do we have to wait for a disaster? So it's a good point. Well, Mayor, we certainly appreciate you spending a little time with us and giving us an update on that. And uh, God bless you and all the good people of Moss Point. We, uh, we're hopeful and praying for just a, a, a rapid recovery, and, and yeah. our hearts go out to those who, who really experience significant loss. Right. Thank you, sir. Thank appreciate you. And always, yes, sir. Thanks for inviting. Always good talking to you. Yes, sir. Enjoyed it. We're coming right back. We've got a slate of mayors today, Dan Gibson of Natchez and then Mayor Andrew Fofo-Gillich of Biloxi coming on. Stay with us. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. What? This is so awesome. On Super Talk Mississippi. 
Welcome back, everyone. Middays live today from the Mississippi Gulf Coast. We're at the Coast Convention Center adjacent to the beautiful Mississippi Gulf Coast Coliseum. We welcome now to the program Mayor Fofo Gillich, the mayor of the great city of Biloxi. Mayor, good to see you, good sir. See always you, a pleasure. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. It's always exciting to be on Super Talk. And, and uh, you know, uh, it, it just... Uh, terrific to have everybody here i think yeah. we had some you know some good interaction with folks and you know the mml and the municipalities are bigger or more and more you know part of mississippi and the things that they do they do are more critical to yeah. you know decisions and where we need to go so it's exciting for us to have everybody here well residents of the Gulf coast of course are accustomed to this but uh for us landlubbers a little further north, it's kind of interesting that I get to host a show with a view of it, it, the amazing. Gulf. It really is amazing. It's beautiful, you know, isn't it? I did that welcome today. I said, oh, I'm here to give you a warm welcome. It's warm. It is, okay. It's warm, but it's beautiful. So, right. But we appreciate you coming on. Uh, so we were just talking to the mayor, of course, uh, of, of uh, Moss Point, Billy Knight, yeah, Billy Knight. Uh, having experienced uh, tornadoes coming yeah. through his community. were unexpected. Did a lot of damage. It's it's a tough part of the job, is no, it not? It, it is. You guys are no stranger to and that. And I remember that day well, because what you know what he really hit the ground came over and around us, and and I can remember the, the double rainbow. It, you know, in huh. West Point was was kind of demolished, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. And I think two hundred houses or some two hundred homes. It's said. amazing. Uh, you know, uh, just how. Uh, in a snap, you know, yeah. a finger, things can happen. Yeah. So, uh, and I just talked with Billy about helping with some debris removal because it, it, it's really costly. You're telling me that's a big deal. It's costly. I know Hurricane Zeta was not a big storm as far as it goes, but I know we, we spent $5.4 million cleaning up. And, you know, it, what do you do with that? I mean, it, it, it's complex, you know, on, yeah. on the thing, the logistics that you have to do just to normal, you know, to, to, to make life normal. Yeah. But, uh, well, you know, it's on a, on a much smaller scale. <clears throat> we had um, severe thunderstorms come through our area in central Mississippi, and just the debris in my yard, just yeah. from the trees and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a pretty massive effort. Just and that's just a, a tiny fraction of right. what you experience with tornadoes and hurricanes and stuff like that. But I guess that part of it you don't think so much about. Yeah. But that's a costly and, and tedious effort, right? To, it, to clean it, all that up. It is. You know, we've been fortunate, and and I think there's been over the last three years. I think uh, Tate was saying there's about 300 of events like that yeah. in, in you know the last three years that's a bunch of uh, uh, it, but it's, it's complex in, in what you have to do to be prepared and then when it happens you know to do the things you need to do and then back it up if you're fortunate to, you know to have some reimbursement then it's a whole uh, yeah. lot of paperwork and things that that you have to do because they may claw it back <laughs> Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. So, okay. So, you accept this money, but uh, you kind of understand it's subject to further that's, that's investigation, right. post-funding oh, yeah. uh, investigation. In years. Years away. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's a tough deal to deal with. So, t tell us what's going on in the city, Biloxi. Yeah. Every time I talk to you, Mayor, it's it's always so rewarding and refreshing and gratifying because you always got good stuff it's going not, on in Biloxi. It's, it's been nonstop, you know, and we've opened, I don't know if you've seen Margaritaville, the amusement I park, and $12 million fellas. You know Ferris wheel, and uh, just everything's happening. You know, uh, it's uh, it's good to have it have it moving. We you know uh, uh, gaming and is, yeah. is exciting, yeah. and uh, uh, people are are asking what's possible. You know, as far as investments and yeah. and uh, you know it, it it truly is you know uh, exciting, good time. You know, yeah. I kind of thrive on. So it. your revenue's got to be strong. It's huh? getting there. Yeah, yeah. we we've, we've been uh, three record years and probably the worst of time as far as the history. Wow. You know, we've been fortunate to to be. 
you know, not insulated, but you know, the jobs and 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 the the uh, attraction. I, I know I visited uh, New Orleans this, uh, yes, uh, about two days ago. But you know, it, it, it's a challenge, and, and I think to uh, really connect everybody. But you know, there's some opportunities here. You know, 4.2 million visitors a year. We've got 7,000 hotel rooms, and and uh, you know, on the weekend, it's it's almost always sold out. So we, we're you know, moving and you know, with the. Amtrak and some of these other opportunities that are coming to get other tourists and midweek kind of deals. So tell us about the Amtrak. I Amtrak, saw I think by the end that. of the year, it'll be coming from New Orleans to Mobile. Yeah. But, you know, it provides, you know, you got two clicks down, down the road. You understand that, you know, there's an easier airport to Biloxi, you know, yeah. uh, New Orleans uh, opportunity and day trips and, you know, for Mobile. Yeah. You know, I, I, I know Senator Wicker was, was very, you know, uh, uh, key in, in, in trying to make those things happen and and we've been battling this for years you know uh, on on uh, what could be done yeah and, you know I think initially we talked about train from Orlando to New Orleans wow and but that was you know billions and billions of dollars yeah. this, we're happy with what that hopefully by the end of the year the the, the stops I think Bay St. Louis Gulfport Biloxi and then uh, uh, past Cagoula, okay. and uh, two times a day, all the way to Mobile. Hmm. Mobile has some challenges as, as far as sitting, setting up the, the you know the terminal and, yeah. and that sort of thing. Yeah. But there, there are opportunities there, you know, to get people have the whole week filled with uh, you know visitors. And uh, anyway, what do you expect to accomplish, and what are you looking to learn, take away from the conference, May? Well, you know, uh, again, the interaction of possibilities of, you know, of changing, of sales tax, and some of these other opportunities in. Uh, uh, just have a, 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 a seamless way to get things done. I think that's, you know, well, I've done it this way. You know, this is yeah. what I do with you know, uh, lease purchases and some of the heavy equipment and some of these things. It's it's uh, it, you know, it, it presents those kinds of challenges that you wouldn't be would be apparent. But when you get down in the middle of, I need to do this. <laughs> then how do you do it? You know. Yeah, there's been some discussion about possibly uh, increasing the diversion, the sales tax diversion. We hope so. That. Yeah, is right. that um, yeah. you advocate for that? I'm sure. Okay, right? More money yeah, to the cities for well, the benefit you, of our audience. It's 18 percent. 18 percent. Yeah, and, we go to 20 perhaps. Well, you know, in business, you know, it's 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 like commission. Okay, if I'm yeah. hustling more and I'm making you more money, uh, <laughs> let, let's let's come up. You with need a, to participate more. Right? Exactly. So <laughs> incentive is what it's all about, and, and you know it, it drives it. You know, you can there there's some statistics. That say, you know, yeah. If I bump this, and this is what I think, you know, uh, the result will be. We'll yeah. make you, we'll make you more money, state of Mississippi. Well, speaking of taxes, do you have a, excuse me, do you have a position, an, an opinion, mayor, about the move in our legislature to eliminate the the income tax? There's also discussion about possibly eliminating the sales tax on groceries. Do you have kind of a position? Yeah, on yeah that? I do. I know. You know, okay. I've seen. You know, uh, I, I think it, it, it makes sense when you look at history, okay? Yeah. You know, I, you know, I, my, it, uh, you know I, I graduated from the University of Houston, and, and, yep. and I've seen some things happen, uh, uh, let business take, take its path. But you look at who's growing, you know? You look at what happened in Tennessee eight years ago. And now when it's tended, because, you know, almost all of the intellectual property folks and all of the music and everything located in Nashville because. Yeah. Yeah, or if you were in, in uh, I've talked with Dane Maxwell a number of times about some of the things that if you were to have. Now, I understand a gradual, you know, a balanced approach to it. But yeah. if, say, five years from now, you, you're, you're 
you know, it's gone. Then you're in a position to compete. And, and we are look at our quality of life and, and cost of living. You know, we're in a position to compete. I know at the shipyard. You know, when I moved back home, there were 20 something thousand people in the shipyard. And most of them lived in Alabama. Okay. Right. And if you would, if you were to move from Alabama or from Louisiana back to Mississippi, and and that's a five percent raise without doing anything. Yeah. So I understand maybe half the employees at the shipyard yeah. or so actually oh, yeah. commute from the oh, Mobile yeah. from Alabama. That, right? That's conservative. That's right. And you know, then you got the same thing in Slidell and Stennis and, and, and okay. some of those things. Sure. But you'd have that also, you know, in in uh, you know Tennessee, yeah, uh, uh, towards you know South Haven and some of those other ones because. Uh, yeah, you know, it would be put you on a level playing field. Yeah, Speaker of the House Philip Gunn made that analysis uh, when he was lobbying, of course, to get the the income tax eliminated. Was that he knew people that still lived in Tennessee, worked in DeSoto County, and would gladly move to DeSoto County if we could yeah. eliminate the income. Tax. I think so. You know, and you got to take a logical approach. And, and Speaker Gunn did make a good. When you really look at you, okay, what do I pay in grocery tax? What do I pay in sales tax? What do I pay in these other taxes? You know, you can balance this approach where it's an, a net zero, but you know the opportunity that you you know that you would benefit, yeah. the state would benefit, it has weight. And you need to, you know, uh, you say, well, well I'm going to tax everything. Well, you don't have to do it that way. And I think uh, the speaker had, a, uh, and, and the governor had, I think, some opinions on on this. This is a big deal. If you were able to do that, then that puts you with 18 states. Uh, uh, in, in you know that have no yeah. state income tax, but primarily California. California's moving to Texas, Texas and right? Florida, and Tennessee, in yeah, Tennessee. New York, same thing. They keep raising them. Florida, yeah. <laughs> well, Florida, you know, is, is a little different because they they have a complete different structure as far as Avalon taxes and they do. Yeah, it, but the property taxes. But we can as be well. very, we can be uh, uh, pretty strong. Yeah, no know? doubt, no so, doubt. Well. Mayor, it's always good to talk to you, sir, and uh, I'm sure you'll have a great uh, conference, and thanks for, for dialing up this good weather for us on the beautiful right. Gulf Coast. Good job great. in the city of Biloxi. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Yep, appreciate, appreciate it. Anytime. Yes, call us, okay? We're coming right back with more here in the Element Well Studios. We're down at the Mississippi Gulf Coast Coliseum and Convention Center for the Mississippi Municipal League Annual Conference. Stay with us. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We are live today from the beautiful Mississippi Gulf Coast. We're here because it's convention time for the Mississippi Municipal League. This is the time of the year, the event where all of the municipal county leaders from across our state uh, gather together to exchange ideas and network and hear speeches and try to get better at running their respective uh, cities and counties and joining 
joining us now, speaking of which, is the mayor of the great city of Natchez, Mississippi, Mayor Dan Gibson. Good to see you, sir. I know Good. it's been crazy this morning. Glad we worked <laughs> it, it out. Has. Glad to it's have you. Great to see you. Yes, sir. And thank you for having me on and for Absolutely. waiting for me. Oh, no problem. It's no problem whatsoever. we got a full slate of, uh, of your colleagues, shall we say, your peers at least, <laughs> uh, scheduled for the program today. And we always enjoy coming down here and visiting with uh, community leaders because that, that's where people are most impacted. That's where uh, government is most effective and uh, where it can be the most beneficial to its citizens That's right. in making these great communities across the state of Mississippi where we live. Speaking of which, how's it going in Natchez? Oh, I'm missing Natchez. <laughs> you know, just to be a, a, away just a few days from that beautiful city, I get home. It is awesome. Yeah. And, uh, but Natchez, we're doing really well. Yeah. We're just blessed. We're having a lot of opportunity, a lot of people moving in, finding ways to uh, uh, make a new living in this beautiful city. I think some of them are just looking for an excuse to live in Natchez, frankly. <laughs> uh, but you said it right. Uh, local government, that is where the rubber really hits the road in Mississippi and all across our country. And I've always really enjoyed being in public service. But to be public, a public servant in a small town where everybody knows your number and knows where you live and yeah. knows where you sit at church uh, is quite different. Um, and some may not be cut out for it. Some may be. I hope I am. Uh, but I will tell you, I count every day a blessing. Yeah. Well, and, and in that role, it's, it's no secret. You get everything and the kitchen sink right <laughs> thrown do. at you. I mean, that's you just do. part of I mean, you know that when you sign up for it, though. You understand that. And, you better and like know you said, that. These are your friends. I mean, that's these are right. people you can't escape. You, you uh, interact with them. You're, you're, uh, you, you're in social events with them. You're at church with them. You're out and about in the sea. But that's what it's all about. That's right. And hopefully you're there to make a difference. Yeah. Uh, if you're there to uh, enrich yourself, you're in the wrong place or they have definitely hired the wrong person in electing you. No, you should be there to just make your city better and you should be there because you have a general love and compassion for people and you want to help people. You've had a focus, Mayor, I think it's safe to say, on, on re really revitalizing the city of Natchez. Yes. That it, it's been through its, uh, its various eras, peaks and in, uh, in, um, in declines, which yes. is not unusual, but You've really uh, put a focus on that, to try well, to bring it back, to restore it, and you've done a good job that I've seen. I see your announcements all the time. I follow that, and I see the events and the activities and that, that are going on. Um, but it's a labor of love for you, it looks like. It really is. Uh, and Gerard, thank you for always calling out Natchez and including me at times on Super Talk. Sure. We, loved, we love Super Talk, always have. But, uh, you know, I stepped forward because I wanted to make a difference, felt like I could. And it was a time, too, where our nation was so embroiled in um, the divisive I call just the division uh, of politics, uh, dividing our country. And, and I thought, well, no, this is a time we should be coming together. And during that time of national pandemic, when so many cities across the country were struggling, we found it a good time to absolutely come together in a real positive way to rebuild uh, a great city yeah. uh, and to set forward a motion called the Natchez Renewal. We now are in our third year, about to start our fourth year of this Natchez Renewal. And during this time, we've celebrated so many new jobs 
uh, business openings, people moving to Natchez, people returning to Natchez who had moved away, over 700 houses sold, and wow. also a historic time without raising taxes to uh, renew our parks, to renew our public buildings. We're about to break ground on a $6 million project to renew our streets, hmm. and in this time also to bring people together. I, I hate the politics, as I said a minute ago, of division. It's not uh, Democrat-Republican. It's not black-white. It's not all the things that we traditionally have seen used to divide the people of this country. But it's about just doing what's good for the city. And celebrating unity has really meant more community and more opportunity. Yeah, and, and Natchez, we should point out, is uh, obviously a very old community. It's positioned there on the river. And uh, and has a, a an incredibly rich history, and the museum around there is really cool as well. Oh, by the way, that that, uh, that showcases the city, but it's also a very diverse community culturally, politically as well. It is, and it's sometimes a challenge. Sure, um, but it's uh, it's a real blessing because to me, diversity just makes you better, makes you stronger, and uh, everyone wants to have a part in it. And when you deny one group or another, you're really uh, narrowing the possibilities so we've just opened the door open uh, what's good for Natchez and also how can we come together uh, this historic city some of that history is not all that great right and we're at a time where I just tell people well while we celebrate so much of the past 300 years the oldest city right. on that beautiful river it is a time now to really look forward the new opportunities that we have and I want to just thank people from our local level all the way up to our state and federal to where they're all working together and it has brought a record number of uh, opportunities to us including millions upon millions in grants and we are counting those grants and federal funds state funds and it is amazing and that is great for a small town because we don't have to look to the local economy yeah. and taxes to do everything. Well, it's uh, I've I've seen it. It's been a remarkable, um, I think, revitalization and 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 restoring the city to its its grand days, which is really kind of cool to watch. You've done a great job with that. So let's talk about something maybe uh, a little more thorny. But how are you doing financially? I mean, you talked about the grants you got coming in and so forth, which are, are critical to the operation of municipalities. But w what about uh, just your overall revenue structure? When I came looking? into office in 2020, we also had Part of that Natchez renewal was financial renewal. Yeah. The city was three years behind on our audits. Uh, the city had been borrowing money to uh, make payroll. Well, let me just tell you now, we not only are up to date on our audits, we're running a surplus, and not only Good. are we not having to borrow money anymore, we actually have been able to give raises, in some cases two, and maybe even upcoming soon, a third time because we're doing what we have to to keep our officers and also to keep our firefighters our public works employees and to be competitive but in addition to that we found that through um, just uh, rolling our sleeves up and doing the work we found that there were untapped resources and I believe in the Bible you, you have not for you ask not uh, Gerard we've been doing a lot of asking 
and we've been getting a lot of answers. And so this has helped us, uh, along with some local bond issues, we then have brought in state and federal funds to match those. And uh, that has meant somewhere between 30, 40 million. Wow. And we're working to reach 50 million this year. And we are working with the county. We're working with all of our community partners, tourism, the historic foundations, the Department of Archives and History at the state level. And it truly is great to see teamwork making a dream work. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, one thing you got coming up that I want to ask you about is the increase in the PERS contribution. You know, that, yes. that's scheduled to go into effect uh, this time next year. That's right. Uh, have you accommodated that in your budget? You planning for that now? We are. We are already planning it, and we are going to budget for it. And we have no choice. You're right. But we are waiting to see what the final numbers will be. Okay. But one thing we've been doing is uh, uh, being careful with our spending. Sure. And we are managing to run surpluses, and we just don't advertise it because you don't want everybody spending <laughs> the surplus. But we'll be uh, tugging at you too. Are, won't they? <laughs> we're going to be okay. okay and we're going to okay. be able to do it without raising taxes. Okay. Good. And continue. Continuing everything we're doing, three million about to go into our convention center, two million into our city auditorium, and about two weeks we'll break ground on a one million dollar renovation of our golf clubhouse. Uh, we have just finished renovation of a community center, about an eight hundred thousand dollar project, and as I said, the six million dollar project that's soon to happen on our roads. You can manage money, and you can get the things done for the people, and take care of your employees, and not just depend on taxes to do it. If you're willing. To to do the work and find the solutions that are out there outside the box. Just got to be smart about it that's at the end it. of the day. And, and you got to work. You, you don't work. show yeah. up yeah, and take right. a two-hour lunch and then go play. You know, I, so right. I'm not a good golfer anyway, so that's <laughs> a Super Talk Mississippi media production.